This call may be recorded or transcribed.
Morning, Sister Yvonne. Happy, Happy Wednesday to you as well. Good to hear your sound. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you too. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you so much. God bless you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Top of the morning. This is Miss Sabrina. Good morning, Victory Prayer Line. God is good. Hey, yes. it's Wacky Wednesday. <laughs> Good morning, Rita. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. <laughs> Have a blessed day, everyone. You too. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. This is Sister Lisa. God bless everyone on the call and have a great day. Hey, hey. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicito. Who else has joined us? Good morning. This is Topaz. Good morning, Topaz. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you, too. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling to clear victory. This is Salasita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. It's Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you for calling to clear victory. This is Salasita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Valuable. Happy. Won't he do it? Only did it another Wednesday. I love you, sis. <laughs> Good morning. Happy Wednesday, Restorated Rochelle, and I love you too. <laughs> Good morning. Thank you for Good morning. Home. Happy Wednesday. This is Juanita. Good morning, Juanita. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, it's Sunshine. Good morning, sunshine. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, our family. Uh, it's Miss Sabrina again. Can I put in a prayer request? Yes, you can. Okay, thank you. Can you please lift up, I know I said it before, but uh, the Wright family, Lewis Wright, Kenny Reg, his services will be tomorrow, and just pray that everything going in decent and order. You know, no, 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 no drama, nothing like that. I appreciate it. And then pray for also the Smith and the Shaw family, because it's a lot of grief going on, amen, and everybody is grieving in their own way. 
you know, and that's all. Thank you. I appreciate you. That's that, yeah. Okay, so that's the right. Smith and Shaw family, we're going to be praying for peace and comfort. Yes, yes, and healing, healing over the body. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate you. No problem. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who is on the line? Good morning, everyone. Happy Wednesday. This is Tatiana. Thank you. Good morning, Tatiana. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Hi, this is Janet Bush. Did you say Janet? Yes, ma'am. Good morning, Janice. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning, this is PR. Good morning. Good morning, PR. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Okay. Hi, oh, I'm sorry. Go right ahead. I was just saying hi, Mom. That's Ricky. Hi, Mom. Good morning. Hi. Oh. At this time, I'm going to ask everyone to place their phones on mute, and we will begin the hosting. So glad to hear everybody's sound. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to continue joining us for the last couple of days in the month of September, where our theme has been disruption. Disruption. (laughs) All of the declarations will continue to be focused on the disruption on ourselves, others, and items that are out of the will of God and his word. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that Declare Victory Fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we will call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would, like you, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declare victory, or through Cash App at dollar sign, I declare victory now. 
We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in him. We have a one spoken prayer request, and that's from Miss Sabrina. She is asking for prayer for the Wright, Smith, and Shaw family for peace, comfort, and healing. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Tanya. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Tanya. Declaration by Dion. And then closing comments will be hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is found in Colossians chapter 3, verse 9 through 10. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Tanya. Have a blessed day. Tanya, if you're speaking, we can't hear you. Valuable. Give her a second. If she doesn't get on, can um, either Lisa or Dee Dee pray, or if not, I'll pray. Give her one more moment. Lisa, are you or Didi available? I'm moving around, but give me one second if you guys can't jump on. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Thanks. Yes, I got it. If Tanya's not on, want me to go? Go ahead. Okay, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for yet another day. Just to give you praise, just to thank you. God, it's you that woke us up this morning, so for that we say thank you, Jesus. We don't worry, but we worship. We just ask that we be mindful that somebody that went to bed last night didn't wake up. So we don't have any, all we need to do is be grateful on this Wednesday morning. Be grateful that we can hear, we can see, we can walk, we can talk that we woke up. We can't take that for granted, God, that you gave us another day at this thing called life. So for that, we thank you. We thank you for an opportunity to come together on a prayer call to give you thanks and praise. But we believe we receive when we pray. So we pray to you, but we also believe what we are praying. We're not doubting. We're just so grateful to be able to come to you, Father, and just say, Lord, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I bless the call. I bless every victor that called in, and you know the needs of every victor and what they're standing in need of every child. God, I'm praying right now as I'm looking out the window in my office and thinking about all those that are unhoused. 
that are laying outside in the cold, but yet we're here on a call, God. We can't take it for granted. You are Jehovah Jireh. You continue to provide for us, so we're grateful. Just a heart full of gratitude this morning. Nothing to complain about, even though I hurt this morning. God, I thank you for feeling, period, God. I thank you for Dion, a mighty woman of God. I just continue to ask that you bless and keep and cover her. And for Valacita, I thank you for her as well. And for Sister Tan, God, lift her up. You know all about what's going on. And for whoever's not muted, God, it's just so much to be thankful for this morning. So we don't come to you with begging, God. We just come to you and boasting about your goodness and your greatness and everything that you've already done. And we know that you are our defender. We have the victory because of what Jesus did on the cross. So we're not worrying. Like I said before, we are worshiping this morning. So that's all I have is a worship on my heart. So before you take your phone off mute, Victors, before you just get on, make sure your heart is put in position to just give him what he is due. And that's to give him a thankful praise. That's to give him a hopeful cry, even if you feel hopeless this morning, because he woke you up in your right mind. You have a heart. You sh- your heart should be full of gratitude and to thank him. And it's, it's, it's a conversation that you have. But you have to learn to listen so you can hear that he's giving you back his word. When you give God his word, it can't come back void because that's what the word is full of promises. His promises are yea and amen. So no matter what you're dealing with, a diagnosis, um, you may be evicted or whatever your situation is, God's got it. To, to really believe that he's Jehovah Jireh and then to know that he's Jehovah Shalom. He is your God of peace. So you don't have to worry if you worship. Activate your faith. Have faith over fear today. No matter what, if you're waiting on a phone call, if whatever the situation is, trust God. Trust God. Stop worrying and worship. Worship him and and just give him the glory. So take your phones off mute this morning, Victor, and just begin to thank him. Thank him for what he's already done. Thank Thank him for what he just thank him. Don't worry about anything. And Take your phones off. You got, got on the call for free. You got on the call because you Thank you for Thank you. 
the call moving around, but uh, I absolutely participated in the fast, and I want to extend that invitation to those of you that have uh, the desire to develop the discipline of what prayer, fasting, and consecration does for your life. Um, I promise you it may feel like uh, you are doing it for nothing, but I assure you that it is working out your muscles no different than going to the gym. Um, so I want to encourage you to join us and to participate in the process of being stretched, of being developed, of being cultivated through the gift of the tool that fasting is for the body of Christ. Uh, it literally begins to uh, do what Psalms 119, 130 declares, and that's that the entrance of the word gives light and adds understanding. My prayer is always that in all thy getting, we get an understanding so that we can live a triumphant life. That's, that's the end goal on today. And uh, right before I go into, uh, into teaching this morning, and, and we'll be doing a little bit of jumping around in the Word today, but I promise if you go with me, uh, we'll end up going somewhere, and you can thank me later. <laughs> um, at, the, at the end of the day, the, the, the benchmark is that we find solutions in our faith through the Word of God, through prayer and time spent in the presence of God. But I'm going to give you this scripture, um, and then I'm going to pray just a little bit, and then I'm going to go right into the teaching. Psalms 41 Verse 11, by this I know that thou favorest me because my enemy does not triumph over me. Hallelujah. By this I know that thou favorest me because mine enemy doeth not triumph over me. Um, this morning, my prayer is that the favor of God would begin to intrude upon even your plans and that, that the favor of God would rest on you in such a way that uh, the things that you need to move forward in purpose and process and progress uh, begin not only to overtake you, but that the favor of God would blow your mind during the rest of this week. I pray uh, that you would just receive and declare the favor of God is on my life. The favor of God is on my life. Hallelujah. So, Father, this morning, hide me behind the cross. Uh, none of me and all of you. Every word that you have for me to say this morning, let your people be made full. Holy Spirit, I give you permission to use my tongue as the pen of a ready writer, that the hearts of your people would be etched upon, that from this day forward, they'd no longer be the same, that something would shift in them. I pray this morning for kaleidoscope moments, those moments where things that were um, inactive in us come alive, things that were uh, out of line and out of synchronization with the truth of who you've already declared us to be, 
be dismantled and that our lives come to order and that we operate with the synchronicity of heaven. I pray this morning, God, that the eyes of our understanding be enlightened, that you would get the glory out of our lives. I come against all stagnation. I come against even slothfulness and the spirit of procrastination. And I thank you, Father, that our lives would not only be fruitful and that we would multiply, but that we would occupy and have dominion in the earth. I pray for every person under the sound of my voice that they would begin to agree with what the heavens are blaring about who you've already called them from the set foundation of the earth. I thank you, God, that your plans prevail and that our lives will answer to every single word that you spoke from eternity about our custom design, our custom builds, Father. I thank you that we are exactly who you said we are. You call us a blessed people and that you are our God and we are your people this morning. Father, I agree that you are absolutely my God that you are great and greatly to be praised, that you are a strong tower and a fortress. God, be that shield and buckler that's necessary. Um, I thank you in advance. We ask all this of the Father in the matchless name of Jesus. Be all glory, dominion, and power. Amen. And God, I bless you. Well, again, good morning, family. Um, we have had an amazing, amazing month. It is still very hard to wrap my mind around the fact that here we are uh, at the looming of the end of September, headed to the final quarter of 2022. We have a little less than 90 days to have a strong finish, and uh, the disruptions that have taken place are um, very evident. It, it's amazing how uh, Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you when you are open to whatever plans heaven has as opposed to your objective or your agenda and how I never would have imagined the, the level of disruption, um, supernatural disruptions, but disruptions that for me have been a blessing um, and and confirmation for the trajectory of what I'm called to, uh, the mantles that I am called to operate under, the um, processes that have taken place to get me um, out of even complacency in certain areas, out of comfort in certain places. And what you'll start to notice as you start tracking with what heaven is saying over what you've become accustomed to or created to survive is that it is um, indicative that there's some level of discomfort. That's what I've discovered. I don't think that I, I understood or, or necessarily knew that in times past, but today I really understand that there's a certain level of discomfort that goes with kingdom living. There's a, a certain level even of curiosity that remains in the, the forefront of your mind during the course of each day. It, it's almost like um, this looming anticipation, this hankering or this nagging that uh, there should be a, a spirit of expectation 24 
hours a day, seven days a week. When you align yourself with the word and the will of God, um, nothing is mundane. Nothing is uh, happenstance. Nothing is bland or dry. There's always this excitement, almost like sitting in a movie theater in an action film where something is about to happen and you hear the music change. I I literally um, am learning that there's always this what's happening next thing, even in the subtle moments, even in the moments that seem like downtime, there is always something happening in the heavens. It's kind of like when the radio is off, but you know the airwaves are still active, that if you turn it on, there's no telling what might be playing. I am listening in the natural and in the spirit for the next song. And I pray that you are to hope that um, even that gave you a bit of expectation of the fact that something is happening, something is coming, something is looming in the air. The next disruption is right around the corner to get you to your place of purpose and to promise. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little deep diving this morning. I really want to talk about breaking the limitations that uh, uh, the hand that disruption plays in breaking the disruptions in your life, breaking the limitations. I'm sorry, in your life and disrupting uh, that that docile place in you, that place in you that settles for less than the great that you were designed to be. I pray this morning is a supernatural impartation um, of of the capacity to do more, the capacity to do more. I pray that the excitement of expecting your best life to take place begins to happen in your heart as I share this morning. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk us through several chapters just with, and and don't quote me on any of it because I'm going to give uh, just my little synopsis of that particular passage, but I want to walk you up to something. And I also want to encourage you to 2 Timothy 2 and 15. It is doing the work that makes the difference that changes how you perceive a thing. It restructures how you position yourself for promise and for purpose. When you actively engage in understanding the word of God, the will of God, and what the voice of God is saying in that moment, it begins to set you up for next steps. My prayer is that in this season, you don't miss steps. Similar to the sons of Issachar, they had the capacity to discern the times and the seasons. There are shiftings happening in the natural and in the spirit. My prayer is that your ear is attentive to the heart of the Father for the plans that he has for your life. I want you to do me a favor real quick. This morning's going to be a little bit active. I feel something different looming in the air. I want you to say, I agree on mute still with what heaven is saying about me. I want you to say it, and I want you to say it until uh, it, it, it catches your spirit man and brings it to attention. I want you to say, I agree with what heaven is saying about me. 
And then after you say, I agree with what heaven is saying about me, I want you to say, I agree with what heaven is saying about my bloodline. I agree with what heaven is saying about my bloodline. And then I want you in your mind's eye, I want you to posture your heart uh, with passion and conviction and say, I am the disruption. Hallelujah. I am the disruption because literally uh, there are those of us that are on the call that were created, that were designed, that were made to interrupt anything that has set itself against your bloodline. Hallelujah. This morning, I'm asking Holy Spirit that uh, you would begin to crack the scrolls and send the truth, uh, the spirit of truth be loosed in the lives of your people, that they would begin to see uh, the, the cases that are still, the indictments that are still looming in the heavens with unanswered uh, issues, that they would be able to approach the throne of grace for uh, their family, for their bloodline, for their children, that the people would be made free and that your will would be made manifest in the earth. Amen. Amen. Um, if you turn to Genesis, the first chapter, and and the, let's go to the 27th and the 28th verse, the 27th and the 28th verse, let's set this thing up in an effort to Walk us through to promise this morning. Amen. Genesis 1, 27 through 28. All right. And it reads as follows. And so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And 28 says, and God blessed them, and God said unto them, be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. That was uh, the initial onset of, uh, as we know it, existence. The very first thing that he did was he designed us in his image. The second thing that he did was gave us instructions. He told us to multiply and to subdue. Um, I want you to know this morning that you, yes, you, you were created, and I know this may sound rudimentary, but follow me, go with me, I promise we're headed somewhere. You were created in the image of God. Guess what that means? Nothing lacking, nothing broken, nothing missing. You were created to have dominion, to, to multiply, and then to subdue. That, you were made to rule in the earth, each and every person under the sound of my voice. You were made in the image of God, 
with nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. You were made to dominate. You were made to be victorious. You were made to live a life of ease and simplicity because everything you need, you already have and you already are. Everything that you need to occupy, to subdue, um, to uh, design, to build, to uh, manage and maintain. Listen, every single thing that you need, you have because you were created in the image and the likeness of God. In other words, he looked at you and saw himself. Now, I know your mind is like, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but I come from uh, a broken family. I had a single parent at home. Um, I'm addicted to pills. I, I smoke still. And, you know, I kind of believe this God stuff, but I'm not too sure just yet. I know all the stories. I, I used to be like that, too. But I fooled around and I figured out that I was made in his likeness and in his image, and I was created, I was designed, I was orchestrated to subdue in the earth. All right, let's, let's go a little bit further. Let's go to Genesis 2, and I'm not going to read all of this, but 3 through 24. Okay, this, this is the second chapter, third verse, right? And the garden was made, and woman was made, taken out of Adam's rib. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to it and just read a little bit for context, but then I want to unpack it because I, I need you to get it. I need you to get it. And God blessed the seven days and sanctified it, that it had rested from all of his work and then God, that God created and made. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the days of the Lord. God made the earth and the heavens and every plant and so on and so forth. And then God established the garden and then he established uh, the waters that would flow to the garden. So now, mind you, Adam is already there, right? Adam is already occupying the land that he was created from and created to manage and maintain. He's there in the place that God created and designed, and he's operating in the image and the likeness of the Father. He's operating in full capacity, not thinking real hard. Then God started uh, uh, creating the animals and giving Adam the ability to name them and to call them what they are, right? And then it says in 19, and out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. Get this. Even their names were inside of him. That meant that everything that he needed to occupy the position uh, that God called him to, everything he gave him dominion over, he knew before he knew, he knew. And he began to declare what he knew from inside of him because he already had 
what he needed to be Adam. How about that? And so Adam in his greatness, because it's what he was designed from, it's what he was created to do, it's what he was created to be, uh, began to be. Ah, glory to Jesus. And then you get down to 2023 and it says, Adam said, this is now bone of my bone because God had discovered that he had made everything except for what Adam needed to multiply and have dominion. But get this, do you remember that in Genesis 1 and 27, it says, and male and female made he them. Adam already had his wife inside of him. Now, I know we know this, but I've I got to paint this picture. I need you to get it this morning. And so here it is that now God recognizes that Adam needs what he is in an effort to become what he already was. He needs a counterpart to do what it is that God designed him to do, and that's to multiply, that's to create, that's to design, that's to build, that's to subdue, that's to take over. And he called her woman, right? So then he gives the instructions for marriage and how that that whole piece is designed without, quote, unquote, calling it marriage, so to speak, because Adam recognizes that he had what he is standing next to him because it's what he needed to move forward in the process of being. Right, and then then we go into the third chapter where the introduction of the serpent happens, and then we we see where uh, the the difference between quote unquote good and evil. We see choice introduced into the scene. We see now we're talking about disruption. That's that's all we're talking about this morning. We see decisions and human will being introduced when the serpent enters the garden, introduces Eve to what was already hers, asks her questions in an effort to gain information uh to uh give her the opportunity now to be what God never ordained, but did, right? He gave us the choice. He gave us the ability to decide that we agree with who he already created us to be or not, right? Um, we know the story. And if, if you've not read the entire book of Genesis, the origin of even how we understand uh, Christendom and engaging in it, my encouragement, I don't care how new you are to the faith, my encouragement would be to, I'm going to say it like this, listen to it. Just go to your U version and, and hit play because the word of God is spirit and it is life. It is spirit and it is life. It is not a novel. It is not a book. It is uh, being and active, right? So uh, the the idea of human will is implemented in the garden, in the place that they were given to rule and to reign, to occupy, and to be um, every single thing that is necessary, right? And so, so here we go. Now let's let's go down to the fourth chapter where Adam and Eve are now introduced to being what they were called to be. They are now in a position to multiply, right? So here come 
Cain and Abel. And uh, keeping in mind that in the third chapter, um, the word of God says that because of this infraction, everything is different. Uh, it, is, it is the moment that Adam and Eve both recognize that they are naked, that knowledge of good and evil, the manifestation of it, uh, God is frustrated because I just told you, don't do that. You did that anyway. So now here we are in four. Cain and Abel are born, and um, Cain and Abel both take a sacrifice to God. Abel uh, taking a lackluster sacrifice to God. So much so that God chastises him, gets him completely together, and says to him, uh, yeah, this is unacceptable. This is, this is not cool right here. Um, that, that your brother gave me the best of what he was best at, and that was, he was a, 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 a groundkeeper, so to speak, a, he, he tilled the fields. And so there again is the difference. Abel made an active decision not to give God his best. He chose to give him what was left. He chose to give him what he felt like he may have needed. Ah, this this it. This is all I got. Let me tell you something about uh, being disruptive. One thing that I've learned and come to understand about kingdom living and about perfecting this office of love, it never stops giving its best. One of the things that you'll start to identify as you grow in the knowledge of who Christ is, is that when we perfect love, we get closer and closer and closer to recognizing the perfection because God is love. Love has a continuum. It's a, a, a constant function of operating out of selflessness and not selfishness. It is in this fourth chapter that we start to see um, the fall of humanity. We start to see it on a different level, even after uh, Adam and Eve and their infraction. And now they are living, uh, watching the operation of curse being released and, and uh, patterns being released. And now here it is that Abel was a, a, a hater of his brother, so much so that God warned him in advance, listen, if you don't do something about how you feel, about how your brother did what was right from jump and you dropped the ball, something is going to happen. Listen, something is crouching around the corner. There is something waiting in the cut for you to continue to operate from that place. I want to share with somebody this morning that is struggling um, with anger, that is struggling with forgiveness, that is struggling with comparison, that is struggling this morning with um, operating from a place of doing just enough. Because Abel did just enough to say he did something. Just enough is awful. Just just enough is deplorable, for real. Um, it's like the difference between being uh, hot and being lukewarm. God forbid he would that you would at least, I, I'd rather you be cold than be lukewarm, I, right? It's, it's one or the other, never the middle. Doing just enough. You ever had a, a, a relationship with somebody who does just enough to say they did something or 
or somebody cleaned the kitchen. I, I, I'll say this as a parent. They'll clean the kitchen but won't wipe the stove or sweep the floor or wipe the counters down. Ugh. <laughs> That's that. The dishes have been washed. See, now I'm looking at the dishes like they suspect because you only halfway did uh, the job that you were assigned. So uh, let's go a little bit further. So here it is that in the, the fourth chapter, we're dealing with Cain and Abel, uh, the comparison, the compromise, um, and, and that curse was pronounced on them for generations. You can read uh, Genesis 4, verses 6 through 8. I would encourage you to read the entire chapter to get a full picture. I'm, I'm doing all of this because we're going somewhere. Then in Genesis, the fifth chapter, you'll start to notice the genealogy uh, of Adam and Eve. You start to see the succession plan and who's born from who. He starts to walk through all uh, those generational ideas, right? And then finally, there there is a declaration about the vengeance for Abel with the consequence of the curse that is now looming because of his murder of his brother. Then let's get down to um, Genesis, the sixth chapter. And now here it is. At one, God created Adam. Put him in a place where every single thing that he needed, he had. Every single thing that he needed was inside of him all the resources, all the ideas, even his identity was set all the way back in Genesis 1, 27 and 28. But then here in the sixth chapter and the sixth verse, six being the number of man, the Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth and his heart was deeply troubled. So now here, God is hecka frustrated because all of this stuff has happened. And, you know, obviously it was his intent, but it wasn't. It was, but it wasn't. That's what my baby used to say. It is, but it isn't. I did, but I didn't. Mom. And here, um, now we, we understand that um, God is like, listen, y'all blowing it. Y'all blowing it because I know I gave you a choice. But I, my expectation is that your choice would be to go after the heart of he who designed you, who created you, who, who told you, gave you specific instructions on how to live. And because of the sin of Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel being a byproduct of that, introduced murder and death. Because now, he said, now you will end up dying. This is in Genesis, the first chapter. And then here it is, the byproduct, Cain and Abel. And then you go um, further down, and then you start to see the introduction of uh, polygamy and just all, all kinds of stuff that is, that is different than the original um, intent, I believe, of the heart of the father. Um, and again, I'll say it is, but it isn't. So let's go a little bit further. Now, in an effort to get us to, now, you know, Exodus and so on and so forth, when rules were implemented by, by word and what we were not empowered with the indwelling of the power of the Holy Spirit just yet, um, so we, we had to walk through the entire old structure, the old system um, that was necessary to get us 
here. And then I want you to take a look at Matthew, the first chapter, the 18th through just about the 23rd verse, when the introduction of Jesus happened. The introduction, the announcement of Jesus happened, which was extremely simple. It was um, the Holy Spirit and the angel of the Lord tag teaming. Mary, you're going to be a mother. Joseph, don't try to divorce her. All of this is God ordained. It is in the book of Matthew that we recognize that another disruption has happened. While we were disrupted in the Old Testament with sin and, um, and, and comparison and rules and regulation and loss of identity in the process, here is uh, a second chance. And uh, this morning, I want you to declare, to declare that God is a God of second, however many chances you know you had to get this thing called life right. Listen, I want you to say God is a God of multiple chances, that he'll give you Someone, something, something will happen to redirect, to rediscover, to re-identify your place, your purpose, your promise, so that you can get back to the path that he originally designed for you. And here is in Matthew, the first chapter, um, the introduction of the fact that a Savior is on his way. Hallelujah. The Savior that would uh, be the one that would come, that would uh, implement the freedom that we have today because he had the courage to be disrupted. His life was the pattern for purpose and for promise. His life was the structure for us to understand that it can be done, that a sin-free life is possible. Keeping in mind that Genesis 1, 27 through 28 says that he created us in his image. And then after he created us, he created us to multiply and to have dominion in the earth. Ask yourself this question. Uh, have you ever asked is there more? There's, there's got to be more. It's got to be more than getting up in the work in the morning, going to work, getting up in the morning, fixing breakfast for the children, getting up in the morning, making sure your husband's lunch is ready and his shower is drawn and his clothes are ironed or put out or however you do what you do and, and the reverse. It's got to be more than just taking care of, of the wife and maintaining the grass in the backyard. There's got to be more than uh, getting up and Friday, looking for Fridays to come so you can go to the movies or uh, uh, go out to the club. There's got to be more. Here is the announcement that there is more. Matthew, the first chapter, 18 through 23rd verse. The Bible says in the 22nd verse, he will save his people from their sins. The Holy Spirit is mentioned twice in this particular passage. And I remember growing up in, in Baptist church, having been at Independent Holiness, and um, sometimes I'd go to St. John's and uh, over there with Pastor Farr, and, uh, growing up as a, as a little girl at St. Luke Missionary Baptist Church, Reverend John Green would slap the side of his head and holler, and he produced son after son uh, that promised women would never step their foot in a pulpit. I will never forget that because he used to say it all the time. 
Um, oh, what a tangled web we weave as we become uh, what God already said we are, going through obstacle course after obstacle course, never referring back to Genesis 1 and 27. He made us in his image, that he made us in his likeness, every single thing that we needed from the foundation of the earth, from eternity. Uh, again, Psalms 139, 13 through 16, you knew me, that he knew us in our unformed state, that all the days of our life were written in his books before we lived one day. Even Adam was subject to that word, that word that had not been written. He was already it. It was in him. From his bloodline came the word that he came from. That Psalms 139, 13 was before Adam was. It was before Eve became uh, his bride. It was already active from eternity. Your life was active from eternity. I came to disrupt your thinking that your life is just mundane. Every single day that we operate outside of purpose is a wasted day. Every single day that we operate outside of our identity is a day of theft. Every single day that we operate outside of the timing of the promises of God are in full disagreement with us dominating, having dominion, and subduing anything because we are operating out of identity. I started to think about it, and I started to question and interrogate the text to identify why and how we could get to the place of brokenness that keeps us from operating at our zenith. I started to uh, ponder how uh, even the the missteps of uh, Adam and Eve brought us to a place where we could actively decide to either agree with heaven or operate from our own authority. I started to think about all the resources and liquidity and all the activated things that were just there for Adam to tell what to do and how that one misstep took him completely away from the design purpose, even though the, the misstep was part of the design. Had there not been that misstep, there wouldn't be a need for a savior. Had there not been a misstep, we wouldn't have uh, the mysticism of the truth of what the gospel of who Jesus Christ actually is. It was all misstep by perfect design. That, that means that even you get a mulligan. I came to disrupt uh, you disqualifying yourself this morning. I came to intrude upon your stinking thinking. I came to step on your ideologies that this is it for me, that there's uh, not much more for me to anticipate or to expect because God's original plan for your life was that you'd have dominion and that you would subdue. Uh, that means that that idea that's looming in the back of your mind 
similar to that rib that God pulled out of Adam's side because male and female made he them, that everything that you need is down on the inside of you. You're missing nothing. You're lacking nothing, and nothing is broken. You just have to recognize it. Uh, I remember uh, thinking to myself, God, if uh, you hadn't sent a Savior, where would we be? Well, we, we would be in our original state, which was never having left Eden. We never would have uh, left the promised place. We never would have stepped outside of the garden because there was even gold. There was liquidity. Every river was flowing from uh, east to west. I pray this morning hallelujah, uh, that the, the north winds would blow and that the seed of God's word that's planted down on the inside of you would begin to take a, a flight, that it would begin to move and everything that you thought and you have sabotaged yourself with be dismantled and thwarted. I pray this morning that the south wind comes and that ears that had never heard of who you are as you start to operate from a place of identity would come and aid and assist you in getting into places and positions that you feel disqualified for. I came to speak to the mindset of every person under the sound of my voice this morning that not only are you not disqualified, but every single thing that you need is down on the inside of you to have dominion and to subdue that it's just a matter of you uh, having a moment of revelation. Oh, God, I forgot who I was. I forgot who you sent me here to be. I, I got out of tune, out of alignment with the truth of who you had already declared I was. I, I want you to go over to James, uh, the first chapter, the 12th through the 14th verse. Hallelujah. James 1, 12 through 14. Blessed is the one who preserves, uh, who perseveres under trials because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone, but each person is tempted when they are dragged away, listen, 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 by their own evil desires and enticed. Then after desires have conceived, uh, then after desire has been conceived, it gives birth to sin and sin. And when it is full grown, it gives birth to death. See, a lot of us don't really realize that uh, the reason we're not obtaining the things that we think we should is because we haven't died to sin yet. You know, we don't like to talk about sin a whole bunch. And I remember being one of those ones that didn't want to talk about sin because there were some certain things. Ah, God knows my heart. Yeah, that's cool. That's all fine. But let's go back to Genesis 1 and 27 through 28. Uh, uh, God created us in his likeness and in his image. So you got to get to the point where you begin to hate what God hates, where you begin to honor what God honors, where those small foxes that absolutely destroy a vine, they don't just spoil it. They come into your life and bit by bit, they drag you into complacency. 
They pull you into a place of carnality so much so that your spirit is not engaged or active, that you don't even feel convicted when you get out of the bed uh, with your significant other anymore. You don't even feel convicted if you find yourself in places that you shouldn't be. You don't really even feel convicted uh, by not operating at their zenith. You don't feel convicted about the people that are around you that God designed you to deliver out of. See, when Jesus came, we got a mulligan. We got another opportunity. That's a language they use uh, on the golf course after uh, uh, a hole has been missed where you just, you know, every now and then you need a mulligan. You need a do-over. You need to uh, get some uh, uh, time to restore some of that space that you lost on the field or on the green, as they would call it. Some of you have been so comfortable in your sin that you still keep asking the question, God, when is it going to be my turn? As soon as you wash your hands, as soon as you shift your heart and the posture of your heart is to please the Father, not the passions or the lust or the affection of your own heart. Let me tell you how I drew this conclusion, y'all. Right, so when when I used to smoke cigarettes and preach and prophesy and cast out demons and devils, uh, could do it effectively, but there was always this thing in the back of my mind that had this looming little guilt, right? When I was still operating from a place of sexual sin and I hadn't gone through doing the work uh, for real, keeping my mind focused on the things that give God glory, that give God honor, that pull me out of. And don't don't get it twisted. I have moments where my fault life does not agree with what God said, and I have to do the necessary work. There are patterns and cycles and systems that we have designed to support our uh, stagnation. There are systems and cycles and uh, uh, ideas that we have allowed to manage and maintain our thought life when the truth is, according to Genesis, the first chapter, 27th and 28th verse, I was created in the likeness and image of God. That means nothing. I'm Nothing is lacking. Nothing is broken. Every single thing is operating according to what he said because he created me to have dominion. When you find yourself operating from mediocrity, when you find yourself operating from your broken place, I want you to look at your hands and ask yourself a question. Uh, where have I been drawn away by my own lust? I guarantee you, you start cleaning it up. And this is Mm, I ain't even gonna say that. This is this is gonna make you feel how it make you feel. I don't care. I got a job to do. Our lives have to line up and agree with what the heavens have already said about us. They said you are beautifully and wonderfully made, that you are above only and not beneath, that you are the head and not the tail. It says greater works than these shall ye do in my name. It says that and in my name you shall cast out demons and devils. It says that you are seated in heavenly places. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. There are things that God wants to get in our hands. And I, I just want to make this announcement. There's a shift in the earth. Something has happened in the earth. Jesus is yet soon to come, and we have a responsibility. We have a responsibility, y'all. I came to disrupt your average this morning. I came to disrupt your excuses. I came to disrupt your path that you give yourself to operate from the complacent place, the sunken place, I like to call it. See, I, I've been in the sunken place. I know what that looks like. I'm not high-siding. 
And listen, if I don't watch it right now today, this very hour, I can get to the sunken place with the quickness. Dig that. Right? However, it's my responsibility to steward my thoughts. It's my responsibility to steward my words. It's my responsibility to steward the posture of my heart. It's my responsibility to steward the conversations and my connections. It's my responsibility to steward the company that I keep. It's my responsibility to steward the bed that I get in and the things I ingest in my body and the thoughts that hold me hostage and captive to my history. It's my responsibility to disrupt things in my own thinking in an effort to agree with that which is already said about who I am because victory belongs to Jesus, really. At the end of the day, when you are in him and he is in you, when you operate from a place of restoration and healing, when you operate from the place of a triumph and victory, when you know that you know that you know that he is, hallelujah, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, you do your due diligence and diligently seek him. You chase hard and fast after him for nothing other than he is your God and you are his people, not because of what he gives you. When you understand that there is absolutely more, humility is nothing. You'll do things that you don't necessarily like to do, that they don't feel fun. They don't even look good. They're not appealing to your friends and family, but you know it's what you're called to because you are connected to the Father. You discern your times and your seasons, that certain patterns and certain systems that you put in place to operate from a place of failure, you start to dismantle with the truth of who God says you are deliberately and intentionally, relentlessly, no matter who understands or who agrees, you operate from Genesis 1, 27 and 28. He created me in his image and in his likeness. Hallelujah. Nothing is missing. Nothing is lacking. Nothing is broken. Everything that I need is on the inside of me. I I may not see it with my natural eyes, but in the spirit, it's registered. And in my heart, I understand that every single thing that I need to win, everything that I need to break generational curses, to break patterns and habits that would hold me hostage to stagnation is in me. All I have to do is operate from that place. And the expectations start to shift. You start sitting on the edge of your seat like, listen, something is happening. Something is coming. Something is happening. You are always uh, expecting in the moment, not even for the future, for that next second, for the second that anything, anything could happen. A supernatural uh, transfer of wealth could happen right now. For get in line, get yourself in place, get in position, get in agreement with what God has already said about you. I'm telling you all, something is happening in this season. But it's for those that have clean hands and a pure heart. Consider this a divine announcement, a clarion call. Consider that the shofar has blown and God is calling my dokorabahaseya. God is calling us to order. Order in the court. 
He's calling us to order, y'all. With that little bitty stuff, ah, no, we don't, we don't really like for real. He got some places for you to go, but you gotta hear him so clearly that you don't get caught up in your desires that would draw you away. Real talk. I'm not, I'm not just talking to y'all. I'm talking to me. The little bitty stupid stuff. I'm talking about the little bitty uh, things that you think aren't a big deal. Hey, 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 check this out. Wash your hands. I'm super over time. I don't care. Um, but I, I will go into the love, life, and victory conversation um, right after we go through the greeting. There may be somebody new to the call. Uh, you didn't have an opportunity to say, Good morning. Um, I'm going to give it to uh, that opportunity to new people first, and then we'll go into um, regular friends and family. So is there anybody that joined the call a little late? You didn't get a chance to say good morning? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Danielle. Great, great, great declaration. Good morning, dude. Anybody else? Good morning. Good morning, Janelle. Hey, Fanage. And Jeanette or Janelle, who did I hear? Jeanette. <laughs> Hi, Jeanette. I'm sorry. I, could, I couldn't hear you overall. It was, it was about three of y'all. <laughs> Wonderful <laughs> declaration. Amen. Amen. God be praised. Anybody else? Good morning. It's Jubilant. Hey, Jill. Good morning, huh? Hey. Good morning, Miss Mary. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Miss Pam. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Miss Sunshine. Great declaration. Hey, darling. Good morning. Good morning. This is Prosperous. Love you. Hey, Prosperous. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Awesome declaration. Hey, Miss B. Hey, pretty. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Krishanda. Amazing declaration. God bless Amen. you. Bless you. Good morning, D. With your declaring self. Love you. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning, sis. Awesome declaration. Good morning, bro. Thank you. Good morning, Mox. Awesome decoration. Amen. Good morning, Mox, and and five other people. Who else was that? Leon, Mia. Hi, Mother. Good morning. Morning. Good morning, Monica. Good morning, Monica. And who else was that? Thank you, hon. Did I hear Gigi? Who was that? Yes, that's me. Good morning. Hey, Ladybug. Good morning. Good morning. It's Patsy. Hi, Patsy. You overcomer, you. Good morning, Patsy. Y'all. Powerful declaration. This is PR. Good morning, PR. How dare you say you're going to interrogate the text? I was through. I'm going to get what? What'd I do? 
So how you gonna say you go in you was gonna interrogate the text? I'm so oh. <laughs> every now and then you gotta ask some questions. Well, uh yeah. Yeah. You tell me that. Anybody else? Good morning. This is Gloria. Excellent, 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 awesome. Love you. Amen. Good morning, girl. And it's her sister, Hello. Didi. I'm here, too. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you, GT. I love you. Good morning, Dion. It's persistent. Hey, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Anybody else? Good morning, Dion. This is dedicated to me. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Amen. God be praised. Anybody else? Amen. Anybody have any questions, comments, commentary, arguments? Let's do it. Pastor, Pastor Dion, this is Sister Lisa. Uh, disruption. Oh, Jesus, help me, Lord. Um, I'm going to stay believing God through every disruption. I think, I'm thanking him. I'm thanking him because when things happen now, that I don't go off and I don't go oh, complaining. And I start worshiping him and thanking him. And right now I'm in the disruption. My granddaughter, my son, has passed. His daughter is 12 years old and her friend last mm-hmm. night uh, left the house at 5 o'clock. They have not been seen. Um, but I trust God he's going to protect them. He's going to get up. They're only 12. But you don't matter how old they're only kids. And she's not been home. So the police got them on every police radar because the last location they was in stock the last night seven the mother drove around looking for them all last night and um so the police said the next location was sacramento so they gotta be well, we, the go. but i'm standing in the prayer with god that he's gonna protect them and he's gonna get them home yeah. safely and that uh yeah that i'm gonna stand believing and trusting god through it all even through this direction i got to stay and, and just, you know, believe him. He's going to bring it. I got faith in God. He never, he's going to do it again. He never let me back. He absolutely is. So I got to stay focused right now because the enemy is trying to throw me off. Yeah, he was trying to throw me off and start hollering. No, no, no. I got to stay even though, there you, go. The, you know, concerned. I got to stay Focus right now with God and believe God and trust in God because hey, hey, I got faith that He's gonna bring them home safely. And if they don't come home today, the police is gonna put her on the on the bulletin board uh, on the bulletin board uh, on these freeways and on the news. So I know God, whoever got them, whoever caught it in, don't let no harm come to them. God, I got faith in you and I trust in you right now. Okay, okay, you stop now. We're we're what we're gonna do is we're gonna pray before we hang up the call, we're gonna pray for the okay. safe return of that baby collectively, okay? Thank you so much. God bless Okay. God bless you too, babe. I'm praying for your heart and I'm believing God that not only are they gonna be back, but 
with nothing missing, nothing lacking, and nothing broken. Our times are absolutely in God's hands, so we trust the process. And anybody else have any questions, comments, commentary this morning? Um, it's Krishanda. <clears throat> I'll just say that I was annoyed. <laughs> um, amazing declaration. Um, it, it struck a chord for sure, but what I like to say is that um, I can do all things through Christ who has put everything in me. Thank you for your amazing declaration. I love you. I love you too. Anybody else? It's me, Persistent. Um, I just want to make a comment, uh, Pastor Dion. Last night after um, Philip's uh, class, I was very frustrated with myself. And I was asking myself questions. Why am I not where I sense inside of me I should be? And I was asking myself that all night. Um, so this declaration for me was uh, right on time for many, many reasons. I thank you for that shift because I do sense and know that the shift is in the world right now. It is Definitely, it never has been business as usual, but it definitely is not now business as usual. And I'm going to make this comment. My mother, when you, she walked into her house, the first thing she would scream from upstairs, wash your hands. Mm. So when you said that at the very end, wash your hands, of course, it brought me back to that. It used to be very frustrating for us to walk into your house and you, her house and you be, your mind is set on whatever you wanted to do. And the first thing she would say to you before you get comfortable in my house, wash your hands. <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to say that to you. Um, God bless you. God bless you, woman of God. Praise. Amen. Anybody? Good morning. This is Sister Stephanie. I just wanted to say I thank you so much for um your words of wisdom and for the scriptures and um james has always been important to me but when you got to talking beforehand and you're saying that we are complete that god made us in that our lord and savior made us in his image that we are not lacking that we are whole you know so anytime you know i think that there's something wrong with me any times that I think that I should be like somebody else, that, that that there's a part of me that is missing, I am quickly reminded that there is nothing lacking or nothing separate or set apart from my God that he did not create in me, that my mind is fully functional, that everything within me is just the way that he would have it to be. I just thank you so much for that confirmation and for that reassurance to know that everything is going to be just the way my God intended it to be. I just want to say that. Thank you so much. Very, very good. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Good morning, Dion. Good 
Good morning. That was spectacular. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. I've been trying to write and catch up, but I'm so grateful how, how you broke down how, you know, Cain killing Abel and that, that that just, that was specifically, like, it's, it stood out for me and the um, I'm just, I'm just grateful. Every time you open your face, I am just blessed. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you so much. Amen. 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 God be praised. Hey, Dee. Hey. Hey. Awesome share, my God. Yeah, wash your hands. You said so much. I was thinking about how you said some, some of us are wondering, like, God, why haven't we seen whatever our promises are or just moving ahead or being further along in the situation because we are have dirty hands and we may be dealing with stuff that we know better. So even there in this season, there are a lot of um, things that are that, that are no longer comfortable for me, some relationships and things that, I, you know, you just have to wash your hands. That was just plain and clear and no spirit of comparisons. And you can't walk around full of bitterness and hate and unforgiveness, and but you're praying to God to do some things in your life. He's like, mm-mm, wash your hands and do what I told you. So I love you, sis. I'm so, so, you know how much I love you. Like, I love you hard. Hard, like real Richmond hard. So we thank love God each other. for you. And I know. <laughs> and getting me through this. And one last thing, your nephew just did uh, Atlanta. They were in ATL last night, and they did an amazing job. So on to Canada. So y'all keep my baby and his group uh, lifted for just safety. Love you. Amen. Good stuff. Love you, sis. I do. Okay. Great, great declaration. It is absolutely my responsibility and taking accountability. It definitely makes room and helps us open the door to forgiveness. That that, that was huge. It connected right on for me. So great share as always. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. God be praised. Hey, Dion. Good morning. Go ahead. This is Gloria. I'll go after you. Oh, no, Gloria. Go ahead. Go first. Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Once again, this is Topaz. Hey, um, Dion, if Ma'am. you just wasn't just talking straight to me, oh, my goodness. Um, so y'all know I've been in school and stuff, and I've been studying, and this microbiology stuff is extremely difficult. But I want to say everything you said, I heard it straight in medical terms. Everything from the genealogy, like the name and the different species, the domain – everything it was just like god was downloading and it was like rapid fire like we was at the gun show bow 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 i mean okay i could talk a little bit too much so i ain't gonna talk too much but i just want to say everything you said on point i'm going on mute amen amen keep going go after him okay so this is gloria again thank you so much i heard Wash your hands, quit slacking, get up. It's already in you. Do the work. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for always um, being an encouragement and keeping your foot in in the backs because some of us need it, and I, I, I need it. So thank you. I appreciate you so much. And, yes, ma'am, moving forward, continuing to move forward. Blessings. Man, blessings to you too, sis. Love you. 
Hi, is Good sunshine. We have time for one more. I'll wait. No, we have time for yeah, we could. Oh, okay. Good morning. Good morning, morning. family. Um, This is Miss Sabrina again. Um, Dion, you know, I just want to say thank you. Um, I'm on my assignment. You know, I've been crying because I was telling you about that child that wants to be loved and accepted and validated from people. But I just want to say thank you, sister. Thank the prayer victory line because a family that pray together, we stay together. So I'm fasting, amen, from five amen. today and from five this evening. I'm going on mute, too. God bless you, everyone, and have a blessed day. <laughs> Man, Ms. Sabrina, good stuff. We like it. We like it. Let's do it. Amen. Is time for one more? Uh-huh, absolutely. Go ahead. Hi, sunshine. Hey. Um, you was definitely talking to me today. My My life has been... I'm disrupted out of a relationship of 28 years. I'm so, so happy and grateful and thankful, but I'm still angry. I am bitter. I'm lonely. And I'm like you said, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm not broken. There's nothing wrong with me. I just have to wait on God and let the seeds grow inside me. So what you said is what I needed to hear today. Thank you. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. That's a big deal. That makes me happy. That makes me happy. Yeah, and I'm very, very proud of you, Sunshine. I know it's been a long, arduous process. And, and, and from today forward, don't say out of your mouth, I am angry, and I am bitter. Start to prophesy according to what is written of you in the books. Don't confess that. Confess that I am loved, I am full of love, that I am healed, and I am whole. And it's not going to feel like it. It's going to oppose what you see. It's going to oppose what you feel. But it does not change that it is the truth. The reality may be that those are the emotions. The reality may be that those are the feelings. The reality may be that that is in that moment um, what, what your mind has told you. But the truth is nothing is missing. Nothing is lacking. And nothing is broken. And even as you speak, the Bible says it like this. And as they went, they were healed. Keep winting. That's all I'm going to say. Listen, from in the last six months, the whole trajectory of your life has shifted. Believe that. It has. No, I'm, I'm, I know. I, yeah, I've been here. You know, I've been around here, you know. <laughs> It's it's gonna get gooder and gooder, babe. I didn't I'm, say it gets easier and easier, but it is going to be gooder and gooder as the days continue. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Anybody else?
Dion, this is Juanita. I just want to say I love you and thank you for your declaration this this morning. I love you too. Good to hear your voice this morning. Anybody else? Good morning, Pastor. I just wanted to share um, that I'm just so thankful that God has me exactly where he has me. He knew. He's not surprised. He's not shocked. He loves me. I'm so thankful for him. Um, I was so busy yesterday. I just am so thankful for this line. And um, sometimes I don't get the chance to get on the morning call, but yesterday was really hectic in the morning. Um, and not just working, but, you know, just other taking care of things. And um, I had a felt, it was just a really a need to just get close to the Lord. And so I was, I popped on the playback, the Declare Victory playback. It was just during my lunch hour. And um, I was just overwhelmed with God's love. Like, just, I just love time with the Lord. Um, I just love how he just brings me back. <laughs> he brings me back to, you know, you get so caught into the cares of the world very easily. I can just speak for myself. And just remembering to just spend that time with the Lord, it's just, um, it was just an overwhelming feeling of love that I got from him during lunchtime yesterday. And I just wanted to just share that. I'm just so, I just love, I just love God. And I'm just, I just love him. And I love everyone on the call. So have a blessed day. Well, we love you back, and we are so glad that you are still here. How about that? <laughs> love you. <laughs> I'm so glad, too. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> You're so good. And you know there's a lot uh, behind that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We're going to keep that between me and you. I'm just glad okay. you are still here. How about that? Love you to pieces, babe. Love you, too. I know. Amen. Anybody else? I got one more thing to say. This is sunshine. Okay. When I said I'm angry and I'm bitter, it's with my ex, not my situation. That God Oh, no, I, I, I knew what you meant when you said it, babe. I, okay. I understood. I understood, but but guess what? You're going to work right, right on through that because can I tell you a secret? Please. So, those were all your decisions. Yes. Right? Yes, they were. And so, yep. so the first thing you got to do is is give yourself permission to be to receive God's forgiveness. Right? You receive God's uh, forgiveness. Uh, for you, okay. That's a, that's that's the first part. Because once he heals you, forgiving him will be nothing. Because he only did what you let him. That's all. Yes. Right. That's true. So uh, all he could give you was what he got. And when you start to understand that none of it is personal, none of it, nothing, no anything is personal. None of it. It's all process. And until you realize who you are, right, until you realize who you've been um, from the foundation of the earth, until that identity kicks in, you accept 
and do things that don't look like what God already said until your thought process catches up. Right? So this morning was made specifically to tell you you are who God says you are. You just got to recognize it. Amen. That's all. You are loved. You are beautifully made. You are made in the very image of God. When you start to understand for real, all kin to the left, that all we ever have to do is receive his love, when we perfect love in our own hearts, we now reflect the love that God has for us. Love God, love self, and love people. Every single moment of every single day should be spent on chasing down love by whatever means necessary, looking for, reaching for, grabbing for opportunities to love. It's so important, y'all. It's so and, and I don't I don't know that I realized how important it was until I started allowing myself to love people past behavior, to love people past their brokenness, to love people when they don't love me back. It's easy to love somebody that loves you. It's more difficult to love people who have mishandled you and mistreated you. But when you learn how to love outside of that, I learned that through loving on my son, my ex-husband, my son's father, because, because I needed my baby to get something. Go spit that out, sunshine. Let, let that happen. Let the manifestation of that happen. Get it out. Don't swallow that back down. Okay. So right now I speak the the west wind of deliverance hit this line like never before, that every spirit, every piece of resentment, every angst, every frustration, all anxiety be uh, bound by the blood, by way of the blood of Jesus, that your mind would be loose, that the reality of who Christ called you from the set foundation of the earth be your portion on today, that the favor of the Lord would abound in your life in such a way that people would see the heart of the Father in you, that you begin to draw those people that you were created and designed to impart to that you would start to recognize the power and the authority that you actually walk in and begin to walk heavy in it and command everything that is meant for you, like there was in the Garden of Eden, that every river that's made to flow to you begin to overtake you, and that the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. I pray this morning that your heart be put back intact that you would begin to recognize sin as sin and start to turn. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will we hear from heaven. I thank God this morning for the winds that are blowing from the four corners of the earth, that things would be realigned and reset and reestablished that this is the season of you recognizing that you are more than enough and the greater works that God predestined you for are within your reach. It's possible. Hallelujah. Anybody else have anything this morning? Yes, this is Monica. This little song came to my heart, and I just want to tell y'all, 
everybody on this line, the Lord say, you're blessed and highly favored. <laughs> know that you're blessed and highly favored. Thank you. I just want y'all to be encouraged. Hallelujah. God is good. And he's yes, just he making us to be what he wants us to be. I'm learning to endure my afflictions like a good soldier. You understand? I didn't have my window broke out, my book bag, Bible stole out my car the other day. I refused to get mad. I just started praising God. And I'm just grateful that I was able to get it done. So God makes ways for us, and we don't always understand who wants to go through anything. I know I don't. But God, he died for us. And then, see, this is a light affliction. So I'm, I thank you guys. I thank you, Dion, for your ministry, for your declaration this morning, because he definitely ministered to me um, where I am in God. I'm just Amen. You guys be blessed. You be blessed as well, babe. Amen. Anybody else? Hey, hey, I heard Cynthia and I heard Christina, I believe. It was Kim. I'll wait. Oh, Kim. Go go ahead. I mean, yeah, go ahead, Cynthia. I'm sorry. Oh, I just uh, love you, Pastor Dion. I love you too, sweetheart. Thank you. It's me, Kim, again. I'm so sorry. That's for coming back one day. Oh, good girl. I love it. Thank you so much. Can I um can I post that? It's not personal. It's a it's the process. Oh, I love it. I post, <laughs> you so I post much. it all the time because it's the truth. I know. <laughs> I love you, Dion. Thank you so much. Continue doing you. I love it. I love it. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us with you. Oh, thank you. Amen. God pray. Anybody else? Amen. Well, if if there's no one else, um, we are fasting today until 5 p.m. We'll meet right back here just for a closing and an agreement prayer. And um, I pray today that during your fasting time, I pray that you would... Um, really ask God to open up the eyes of your understanding so that the things that are keeping you, see, because let, let me tell y'all this before we go. The thing about sin, if we are redeemed from guilt and shame because of the blood of the lamb, we put ourselves back in a, a rhetorical process, Right. Absolutely. Um, We put ourselves back in a system and a cycle of brokenness. Anytime we create and cause an infraction against our own souls. So those, those things that you are struggling with, this is my suggestion. This is not about judgment. This is not even about condemnation. This is about the conviction of the Lord. Our lives are designed to be instruments 
and or tools to be love, light, and salt, right? It is difficult to operate from a place of wholeness when you are constantly battling um, the guilt and shame that you're dealing with. Somebody needs to mute their phone for me. When you're battling guilt and shame, it's hard to operate from authority, right? You know what that is. You know what your infractions are. You know the thing that you're struggling with. Dion, how, how do I correct it? Number one, you want to pay attention to your circle. Community is everything. When you are attempting to live a life of wholeness, when you are attempting to live a life that is set apart, and, and see, after a while, you don't have to attempt to. It doesn't mean that you won't have broken moments. It doesn't mean that you won't fall. But what it does mean is that you are present. The more you build up your spirit, the more you have people around you that hold you accountable, the more you start to pull off the things of carnality and the things of the flesh and put on the truth of who God says you are, not out of self-righteousness, but because he who began a great work in you shall perform it until the day of Christ Jesus. There is an agreement that's necessary for you to operate in. And if you notice that not only are there generational curses, but there are generational patterns. Patterns can only be changed. They can only be broken. You have to participate in that. You can't cast out a pattern. You got to change it, right? You, you, can't, you can't rebuke a pattern. You got to stop it. Nobody can control that but you. So whatever it is that you're struggling with, find your safe space. Even if it's a therapist that's not even a friend, that you can say, I'm struggling with this, 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 and this. If you have a system in place to keep you accountable to a thing, I'm telling you it makes a huge difference. And it starts to put to the forefront of your mind the things that, that would normally overtake you. You start to put it off. So if, if it's fornication, if it's masturbation, if it's addiction, if it is lying, if it is alcoholism, if it is cheating, I don't care what it is, if it's lying, right, if it's pride, because we all know, right, we all know when we when we missing, we know, don't beat yourself up about it. Take that thing authentically to God, right, genuinely to God. If you know your thought life is gross, I need you to start paying attention to what you are listening to and start to filter in the things of God. If you don't have a regular devotion life or a study life of the word of God, start with small steps. If you have not done so, Download the daily audio Bible. It takes no work. You push play. You listen to Old Testament and New Testament. And I promise it doesn't feel like it's doing anything, but I promise you the word of God is spirit and it is life. The Bible says a bitter heart dries the bones. If you know you're struggling with bitterness, right? But a merry heart gives life. A merry heart makes it happy, gives joy, right? 
find something to laugh about. Laughter is like medicine. If you are dealing with bitterness and unforgiveness, go sit in your car and holler and scream at the top of your lungs like a mental health patient. It sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, deliverance happens because it is a sound. Your liberty is in your mouth. Your liberty is in your confession. And they overcame by the words of their testimony and by the blood of the lamb. Your healing is your responsibility. Nobody can do the work but you. God is not going to come down here and save you from you. Everything is not the devil. Some stuff you got to change. Some stuff you got to fix. Nobody can do that but you. I hope that helps. I hope I hope that helps. And before we go, we're gonna pray for Lisa and for her grandbaby and um and her friend. Um and also just for for those that are struggling um with with releasing your sin life. Y'all listen. I told y'all before I was saved I wasn't and then when I got saved I was raggedy. It wasn't until I started to believe what this word says about my life that I started operating from victory and not for it, right? I'm not looking for victory. I'm standing in it. I Every step I take is a step in victory because I was created in his image and his likeness to have dominion and to subdue. That's what I was designed for from the foundation of the earth. Before I lived one day, every single day of my life was already established. I agree with that and nothing else. Amen. Amen. Um, All minds clear before I go into prayer. Anybody have anything, questions, comments, commentary on what I just said? Anybody? Hallelujah. Well, Father, yeah, I, I did thank- want. Oh, go ahead. Go I'm ahead. So sorry. Sorry. I just wanted okay. to know Lisa's um, grandbaby's name, so I can. I just want to call. Lisa, sorry. what's her name? Her name is Michaela. Michaela. I don't know the other little girl's name, but her name is Michaela. Got it. Right. Thank you. And thank you, Topaz, for that uh, inbox message. I appreciate you. Hallelujah, Father. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, that you know the plans that you have for Michaela's life. I thank you right now that even as I pray, God, that uh, something is shifting in the atmosphere. God, the angels that have been assigned to her life, I pray, Lord God, for the hedge of protection around her, that she won't be violated or broken. God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that the very hand of the enemy is thwarted by the power of, uh, by way of the blood of Jesus. I thank you, Father, that our weapons of our warfare are not, uh, that are our weapons, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to the very pulling down of strongholds. God, I come against every stronghold. We subdue every plan of the enemy. We thwart it right now by the power and the authority given us. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that Michaela will be returned home and her friends safely and securely. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that even now uh, that the uh, west winds would blow and that the enemy that has them captive, that has taken them out of their place and position, 
confusion be confused and confounded now in the name of Jesus. I pray, oh God, that you would begin to uh, thwart his thought process, her thought process, whoever has them, in the name of Jesus. God, and I pray and declare and decree that she is safe from all hurt, harm, and danger because you are our God, her God. You are our God, and she is your people. I thank you for the prayers of her grandmother. God, I pray for their hearts today as they grieve in Jesus' name that you would be what only you can be, and that's a great comforter. I thank you, Father God, that even now as that process is taking place, God, that you are their protection, that you are their shield and buckler, that you are their source. And I thank you in advance, God, that all things are working together for your good. God, I pray for the hearts of those loved ones that have lost someone in this season. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, that because you are a keeper, we shall be kept safe from all hurt, harm, and danger. God, even the self-inflicted things, I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice. God, that today's word would resonate in their hearts and in their minds, and that they begin to agree and cooperate with the plans of heaven for them to subdue, to take over, to walk in dominion and authority so that you would get the glory out of their lives. I come against the spirit of premature death now in the name of Jesus that we would be blessed with long life. You would satisfy us. I thank you, Father God, that you're working on our behalf, that we would operate from a place of wholeness and fullness. It's in the matchless name of Jesus. I declare it. I decree it. And it is so. And so it is. In Jesus' name, amen. And God, we thank you. I love you. Thank you, Deacon. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. 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 Have Have a great day, baby. You too.